Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast. We are creators, leaders, innovators, and teachers redefining the word clit. Because guess what? It's not a bad word. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and Foria Wellness. What is up, beautiful people? It's that time again. Literati Q&A. What, what? You wrote in and we're answering with a badass actress, mother of two, a vocal advocate for equality, my good friend. Please welcome back to the studio, the radiant Rochelle Lefebvre. What's up? Welcome. <laughs> so happy to be back. It's so good to have we're you back. S- I know. We were just shooting the shit right before the episode. I'm like, we should have been recording that. Should have been the episode. You're like instantly on. You're so good. Yeah. Yeah, you are insta on. Oh, thank you. I'm regretting my I'm regretting my decision throughout this thing not to have like, you know, Zoom parties or, you know, chats with my friends. Uh, digital <laughs> chats or whatever, you know, because oh. you guys are great. I'm like, oh, if it was like this, it'd be great. I would do it. <laughs> this is well, a hand- deal. This so- is, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you need somebody to handle your logistics with your FaceTiming. Like we handled your logistics here. That's why it worked, you know? <laughs> you just have to show up. We help you set up your mic. Like, and then we just dive in. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Can you also organize watching my kids? Like, you know, yeah, right. We could like probably send them outside, not. like watch them from afar. Yeah. Not out of the realm of Picture possibility. At Clit Talk, we do everything. We will cover all the bases. <laughs> How funny would that be if there was actually like a Zoom nanny? I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say like a clit dog daycare. I'm like, that probably sounds like every mother's worst nightmare, honestly. <laughs> We would yeah. have a kick-ass daycare. We really what would. Daycare, what daycare would. do you take your kids to? Oh, the Clit Talk daycare. <laughs> We're progressive. So. We're progressive. Yeah. And sponsored by Zoom. So totally sponsored by Zoom. Um, well, yes. Well, we are very excited to have you in. We've got some. We reached out to our Clitorati and directly to some of Rochelle's fans. So we have some questions specifically for Rochelle and also some ones from all of our Clitorati that we are all going to answer. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought we would start us off with what I thought was a really great question and something we've never tackled on the show before, which is how do you define intimacy? came in from one of our fans. So this is an interesting question because I feel like we've talked a lot about fear of intimacy and um, I feel like it's pulled from that. So defining intimacy is, for me, I think is being comfortable being your ugly self with your partner. (laughs) Being your ugly self? if If I'm comfortable enough to be myself whether I'm, you know, my highest high or my lowest low and any everywhere in between, I feel like that's when I'm really achieving intimacy in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and I would, I would even, um, I want to like, I want to like solidify that so much, Katie, that I would even say that you can't have intimacy in my opinion, or I've never had intimacy without that first. Like that both is intimacy and a prerequisite for any other kind of intimacy. Um, Because I can't have intimacy with you, which for me involves vulnerability and 
and authenticity and all those like keywords, you know, um, mm-hmm, totally. all those, all those Brene Brown words. Um, <laughs> we get a lot of that love I, Brene Brown. Oh my God. I've been in such a Brene Brown K-hole this whole time. <laughs> the last three months. Maybe that's why you don't want to Zoom with anyone. You're just like, and you're like bliss. Hey, You've Brown. been in a BB hole. Totally. <laughs> I really have. Oh I really have. A Brene um, Brown K-hole. Can we just we have to use that hashtag and she will find it. She'll be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, She'll I be like, that's Clit cool. talk. <laughs> Clit talk. What's I'm up in. with that podcast? Oh, yeah, check that um, podcast out. Oh. <laughs> So you've been yeah, in a Brene Brown cable, you were saying. Yeah, and um, and just you know, in all those words she likes, and um, and all the you know, again, yeah, overcoming fear and um, and what you were saying, Katie, and like being able to um, to just just like have the for better or for worse part of it, and um, someone who just has seen that. Um, so I think there's like the level of intimacy where you have that where you feel that you can go there and you can really be yourself and you can really show the ugly, which is a word they use that I like. Um, and mm-hmm. also, um, and also sort of like this, the next stage intimacy where you've done all that and the person's still there and the relationship is still solid, which feels like next level. You know, it's so funny because like, I remember i I feel like I was like in some ways a wiser adolescent slash teenager than I am an adult because I remember I, I created this rule for myself when I was, um, a teenager and I, and I, I made this promise to myself that I was not going to lose my virginity until I had a level of comfortability or intimacy with someone where we could like be making love and in the middle of it, start laughing and then go back to making love. And I just knew that I feel like that's a really good analogy for like, and I still stand behind that today. I think that's what real intimacy is, is like, you're so comfortable with someone in the middle of the act of intimacy. A lot of people think intimacy is sex, but you could like literally bust up laughing with somebody and then, and then go right back to like the romantic moment. And I think that just comes like, now that I'm an adult, the way that I identify that really is I think true intimacy is when you can actually get to a place with someone where you have no expectations of them in the sense that you choose them for everything they are and everything they aren't. Hmm. Not to say that like you can't grow together or like you obviously have to pick a partner that works for you. But I think that true intimacy is loving someone on their best days and their worst days and loving them for everything they are, everything they aren't and letting go of who you think they are like loving the person who actually is versus a fantasy of who you think they could possibly be and trying to change them into that person. I think when you can truly love someone for exactly who they are, there's nothing more intimate than that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I gotta Absolutely. say that wow. sounds really beautiful. And on the court, like in life, that has to be, I, I feel like I need to write that on my board and look at that every day because- mm-hmm. There's a wave of a day where you're like, oh, my partner's really great. And you're like, oh my God, why did I marry this person? (laughs) (laughs) Within like 20 minutes. Really um, not having the expectation of what, how you think they should be showing up or even what they promised you that they would be doing, Mm. you know, really it affects your ability to be intimate. I think like if you're, like if your partner, like if you don't have an expectation, but you have a promise from your partner and they don't deliver, for me, that affects my ability to be intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that partner. that's probably because like intimacy is, is like, to me, is like being deeply known. 
the experience of, of being really deeply known and seen by somebody. So in that moment when like, for example, request doesn't get, like when something like you just said, Katie, like doesn't get met, it's hard to experience being intimate because in that moment, it's like, you don't get me. You said you were going to do something and it's just like not how it was done. So that experience of being known and gotten mm-hmm. and fully understood just goes out the window. So it's like, because well, motherfucker, if you knew me right now, you would know that this is not something <laughs> that you were supposed to... Yeah, it makes you feel you know. like alone. Right. Well, I guess mm-hmm. the the one piece that I, I, I think, first of all, having someone keep their word to you or their promise or their integrity is a slightly different conversation than the context I'm creating. Um, and I think the one thing I forgot to put in is that I don't believe that intimacy is a destination. I think it's an ongoing journey and a creation. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Especially and, like people who struggle with intimacy like me. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. There's all, and there's also different types of intimacy, which is with my tag tail onto this conversation is like there's a couple different types of intimacy. We can talk about the intimacy that we mostly think of, which is like sexual intimacy, but we know that you can be sexual and not be intimate with somebody, right? You can also be intimate with somebody and not be sexual with them. And then there's like emotional intimacy, right? There is the intimacy we, intimacy we experience when we do a bonding activity with somebody. Like when we went camping because we're in a fucking pandemic, Lindsay. Yes. And our <laughs> need to get the and Lindsay are out of quarantine buds. We are, we are quarantine buddies and we are They're going quarantine buds. out of, we go out of, we basically go to the middle of nowhere. And because that's the only thing that's PC to do with people. Nobody's there. <laughs> we, um, we just went camping with it, with our family, just interjecting. Yeah. We, had, uh, we just went, we took the family camping, Chris and I took the kids. And uh, I will say that after, you know, I don't know what, eight years of being together and five years of marriage, uh, I thought that intimacy had reached, uh, you know, and we have two kids. I thought intimacy was as far as it could go. And mm-hmm. it ain't nothing until you're outside the tent shitting in a bucket. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. I knew that's where you were going. I knew no, that was listen, But it's so important because I realized in this moment, like I was like, oh my God, we've spent eight years together and we have managed in eight years. I have never, and he has never taken a bowel movement without a solid door between us. That is right. impressive. Oh, I was really? like, that was the first. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Impressive. Exactly. And that's a whole other level of intimacy. You know, like our <laughs> our guys got to bond on the, because there was, there they got to be intimate with each other because they were like doing an activity together. You know, and then there's, 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 so anyways, there's different levels of of intimacy. So I think in like, what is intimacy is that we can define it into different ways, like that experiential intimacy and that emotional intimacy, our sexual intimacy, and also intellectual intimacy, which to me is the most threatening is when my husband, so I'm in, I guess, what you would consider a polyamorous or what I like to call a committed non-monogamous relationship. And most of the time, I don't really, I never really have anything up my sleeve about with my husband being sexual with other women. What I find to be the most confronting is when he has intellectual intimacy with another woman. Like he mm-hmm. gets, he loves the intellectual conversations. It's like, and doesn't mean that I don't bring that. It's just that as human beings, we get off on intellectual intimacy a lot. It's like that saying when people say like, oh, I'm so attracted to like his humor, um, to his, his intellect. There is something, and like with our professors, like we talked about this, I think uh, on a couple of weeks episode, like there's an intim- intellectual intimacy can be just as, um, is, is just as much intimacy as sexual intimacy is. So I think we also have to look at when we're defining intimacy, seeing which category it's in. I totally agree with that. Like even thinking about it, I can imagine, if I imagine, uh, you know, my husband uh, being just physical with someone else, you know, uh, we're in a monogamous relationship. So obviously that would be, uh, that would be outside of our agreement. Um, right. but it doesn't, 
it doesn't bring up the same kind of betrayal feelings mm. that imagining finding out that he was having some ongoing, mm. you know, like intimate lunch or dinner dates where he was like pouring his heart out. Way worse. She was comforting him and he was comforting her. And that yeah. makes Ugh. me like, that makes me want to, you know, Rage cut, of the moon. Cut a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. even right now, yeah, it makes me want to cut a bitch. And even right now, I'm, I'm wondering, um, <laughs> it makes me want to cut a bitch and, and, and a dude. Um, but, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm wondering now, I, I, I don't think I've spent a lot of time because I don't like to go to those places if I don't have to. Um, I've never, haven't spent a lot of time thinking about necessarily why that is like in general terms. Sure. But never like specifically using my husband as an example. Well, I'm emotionally there, ladies. Um, <laughs> I think that one of the things I was thinking while you were talking, Sugar, was like, what is it? It's like, well, if he's just going to have sex with someone, if she is, uh, assuming that we're talking about a cis woman, so someone who is something that is in theory similar to the way that I express myself sexually, right? So I'm, I'm female assigned, I'm female presenting. And if that's who he's having sex with, then there's nothing that she's doing or offering in terms of like physicality and anatomy that I'm like, I, I, I would do that. You know what I mean? If it was like positions or like whatever it was, like he's having a monogamous heterosexual affair. I want to be like, dude, if you wanted to somebody to like put on a strap on and you want a Pegasus, like you could have just told me that, you know, like whatever it is. I can <laughs> Did do you that. just say Pegasus? Like, <laughs> I learned that term, by the way, from, I won't say who, but I did a show and one of my cast members taught me that term and I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And now I want to do it just I've so I can use the word. I've never heard that before. Oh, wow. What is my this? God. Please elaborate. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I just want to like, you know, so- get behind him and spread my wings. <laughs> But if it's intellectual, I feel like, you know, yeah, I still have a lot to learn and I'm growing and I'm changing, but I am who I am and my mind is what it is. And if he's attracted to another mind, that's like, I can't contort my intellect the same way I can contort my physical body. Like it just feels like I can't even compete. If that's what he wants, it's game over. I'm out. I've been eliminated. Mm. And I feel like that's what's so threatening Mm. about it. Right. Oh my gosh. Totally. I mean, I, I, I might have. I might have. Food, food for Pegasus thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I so speaking <laughs> of speaking of sex positions, one of the other questions is: as a fan of your banter, what are your favorite sex positions? Non and monogamous, love it, lose it, fantasize it. Um, is the Pegasus possibly one of okay. your? Yeah. What exactly is a Pegasus? Ones? Can you please explain this <laughs> so visually my, for us? Like, my understanding, my understanding of Pegasus is the man is uh, on or your partner. Um, in my uh, situation, that would be my husband, a man, uh, would be on all fours in front of me, and I would take him in, in, in basically, in essence, doggy style, but with a strap on, and then ah. I thank you literally from behind. You peg them just like. Spread your wings, and then you look like Pegasus. You so, look like a horse with but wings. But when you heard it, I <laughs> heard, it I, heard I heard wings. a peg a cis, like someone who is cisgender. You are pegging someone who is cis. Oh, Pegasus! You're Pegasus. Well, to be fair, when the person taught it to me, I didn't have them spell it. So, <laughs> but I think it has double no. meaning. 
It might. It's Ooh, Pegasus, right? Like Pegasus. That's what I heard. That's genius. I but I just Please love that, that you, be what it is. And I love that you just even mentioned pegging before Lindsay or I did. That's one of the greatest parts about all of this. <laughs> Rochelle, you can come back. I'm just trying to earn time. my third invite. I intentionally <laughs> mentioned pegging. It kind of makes me want to buy some wings and add it to my um, golden box. Katie knows what she's going to be for Halloween now. She's going to be like, she's going to have wings and like a horse like head and like a big fucking huge pink like like strap on on for Halloween. Sparkly wings. I love how Katie's like, like, I'm going to get wings for my sex box. Like she's also adding wings to it. She's giving it life. You guys. I'm going to my Amazon cart. You're an inspiration, Katie, because I think there are a lot of women out there who are nervous to express themselves. And you started this conversation by saying that you had intimacy issues. And now we're finding out that you have this like you have like a cost. You have a costume box. You know, you have like a sex toys box. And she's got a golden set. And in order to be able to use I that did. sex chest, you have to say that you want to use it. You got to get it out, right? So exactly. clearly, clearly, you have overcome those intimacy issues with your partner, at least, <laughs> to be able to do I've that. I've come a long way. Yeah. I've come a long way in 122 episodes of the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's like, and hanging out, she ended up with right. me and sugar Literally. all the time. All the time. I, like. I've, been, I've boxed myself in to be okay. And it's a huge breakthrough for me, actually, because I'm up in Tahoe right now. We're quarantined up here with Ethan's family. And I actually brought a portable sex chest bag of all my sex toys because I didn't know how long we would be here. And I've never done that before. So we have their guest house. So we have like a separate space where we... It's our golden sex. Chest. I'm gonna legit. I'm gonna legitimately. <laughs> also, our recording send studio. you some wings in the mail, oh, and you're gonna open God. them in front of Ethan's parents, and they're gonna have no idea what it means, but you will. Oh my my birthday's coming up, so. Oh, she I'll wants wings for her she birthday, Lindsay. Noted. Birthday. We'll put it on the list, right, Katie. What to get for the girl oh who God. has everything? Clit talk. Wings. It's for oh her. It's it like clit talk. It gives you wings. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to make t-shirts that say peg us right? with a picture of the winged horse. Yes, this is a fantastic and, idea. And then really donate is. the proceeds to like LGBT. We just did an episode uh, with them. Nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this wait. So we just did an episode great. with so the wait, center. So back, the to the, center. back to the question. Katie asked us a question. She wants to know what our favorite sex <laughs> positions are, both non and non-monogamous. I mean, monogamous. And, I'm like, start. that's the only option. Non-monogamous. No, monogamous <laughs> and non-monogamous. Um, I got to start this one I'm off. I got to sure start this you one do. off. Go for it. All right. So oh my, my favorite monogamous, I'm going to categorize this. My favorite monogamous sex position is, okay. of, I'm going to be so vanilla about this, is missionary. I love missionary. You just like the lay there? Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I really, I really like, a pre- there's like something, there's something so intimate about missionary. Like after having this lifestyle that I do that, like, thank God for my missionary. My monogamous mm-hmm. sex position that I love is missionary. Mm. Uh, and my favorite non-monogamous sex position <laughs> is going to include multiple people oh my here. <laughs> my favorite non-monogamous sex position is, oh God, I'm totally like outing my inner slut right now. Okay. It is a double penetration position in which uh, the man, oh, I'm going to just say two, two men in this situation, um, like lying on their back. And then um, I'm on top. Wait, the both of and, the guys uh, are on the back? 
No, one guy's on okay. the bottom on his back. I'm on top. Okay, okay. Uh, kind of like I'm just on top. Got right? it. And mm-hmm. then the other guy is fucking from behind, both penises in the hole. So you're getting doggy and drum same top. hole. Same hole. Yeah, same hole. Okay, so those are polar opposites expositions. <laughs> wow. If it makes you feel better, sugar, not that you should, not that you need to feel better. It just you, you I, I, I can feel you, better. So you look like you blushed for a minute. I'm you should, blushing first, you, should, you don't need anyone to make you feel better. You should just feel really good about that. Okay. That's the first thing. Perfect. And the second thing is, uh, I was going to say, if it makes you feel any better or if it makes you feel less alone, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never done this, but I've definitely seen it in porn and gone, oh, that looks good. That looks like something I would try. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, you're not alone in that sense. It's yeah. super fun. <laughs> Thank cool. you. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. I'm also with you on the... Oh, yes, go. You're with me on the missionary, aren't you? I was going to say, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on the missionary. That's It's my favorite. Uh, there's lots of other things that are, you know, everything's fun and wild and there's great stuff to do. But at the end of the day, especially like you said, during this time, missionary, there's something about the weight of my husband on top of me and just makes me feel so safe and it does feel intimate mm-hmm. and I just feel protected. And I find that like, so it's, it's, it's so hot in that moment. Like just to feel like I have this man who's like, I got <laughs> you. I can just be like, yes. Yeah. Um, that's hot. I like that. Now I'm imagining you and your husband having sex. I don't know what's wrong. I don't even know what your husband looks like. Um, okay. Anyways, okay. That's the conversation. <laughs> we don't have a sexual harassment policy here in Utah. Okay. Anyways, uh, we? maybe I don't know. We keep talking maybe. about it. I think we would all be fired. We keep joking about it, but our guests, our guests are probably like, you should probably. Sexual harassment policy. Do you feel sexually harassed by us? No, we've been good. Uh, don't put her on the spot. I, I, do I feel sexually harassed? No, harassment. not at all. Not all. You guys know how I feel. You know how I feel about this, which is that I know, we need yeah. more of this. There will be less sexual. There would be. I feel like there would be less sexual harassment secrets, like you know, behind closed doors. Like women would speak up. I feel like a lot more if we just made it okay for women to talk about sex and sexuality. Totally. Full stop. So I'm. Mike I'm drop. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There so, you go. So, so no, no sex. So I do love missionary, but <laughs> there's only one monogamous um, position that I can come in, and it's on my stomach. So I, there's two ways that I come. Right? It's either the guy going down on me. I don't know if that's a sex. That is a sexual position. A little cunnilingus that's first thing in the morning. Better than any cup of coffee I ever had. The second position is me <laughs> on my stomach with the with the vibrator, and. Um, 
She's going to pull it this out. This little guy has She's changed my life. This little sucker one that we've got. Oh I my feel God, so I was bad for the people at home who can't see It's an the the Empress. Empress. is our Abby Chatfield face. sent this to you. I'm like yep. obsessed with this thing. It has like changed my whole sex life because it's not a vibrator. It's a sucker. So I feel like it's more sensitive with your clit. And so it's not, I don't feel like it desensitizes me as much because it's not like this, like on you. It's just like a little sucker because I, as we all know, I have a very small sensitive clip and a sensitive heart. So there you go. Um, the other position. <laughs> is it, wait, I just have a question. Is it like, so it looked like I couldn't tell, but it looked like it was like yeah. silicone or this something. Part, is it? Yes. And then see yeah. the top. To see it on. It yeah. looks like. It, we it's all like have sucks one. in here. It's like. <laughs> but it's like a suck no yeah. yeah it's really it, it's really awesome. wild really a fan no yeah, um, literally, it literally sounds like i really like it during during, during intercourse i don't like it as much i like it during with. intercourse um then my my favorite non-monogamous position is a me with another woman and a man and i've only been able to do this once because obviously it doesn't really work without protection so you have to have a really big conversation. Everyone has to be tested. Like there's no, there's no way to like do this without like a lot of consent and like planning. Um, but my favorite mm-hmm. non-monogamous position, I did this when I had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And so the two girls lay on top of each other, um, like face to face. And the guy just like goes back and forth between the two of you. I don't know why it like, it's like yeah. so crazy. It's like always been a fantasy. Me and I finally got to like pull out, play it one time. And I was like, this is amazing. It was really, really fun. It's really hot. I like it a lot. I, totally- I want to be, I want to do that, but I want to be the <laughs> Pegasus in that scenario. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I want to be the guy in that. Scenario. Like, I'm listening to you and I'm like, that sounds amazing, except that I just want to yeah, be Yeah, yeah, I've also that done situation. that. That mm. is fun. Yeah. You've been, you've played yeah. that, that part before? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this is almost unfair that I'm going last with this question. I probably well, Katie, might have all been. I, I might have all been. I wishes. Like I've not tried any of these things. So Lindsay kind of like took mine with oh, the sorry. Empress, but it did make me think of something else. Um, but the thing that I would add to that when I'm on my stomach is having pillows, like two big pillows underneath, so I can relax and I don't have to be like oh. holding myself up on all fours. So my other favorite sex position other than missionary. I know I got to like be able to relax in any position. Yes. And like one of the things (laughs) I've been working on. So especially blowjobs. So, but my favorite sex position recently (laughs) that I've, that I just thought of was, okay, I love missionary, but in this position I'm on top, but Ethan is fucking me from the bottom. So like, I'm not doing anything. And at the same time, pulling open my asshole a little bit. Oh, and then with Sephoria Wellness, get it open. And then anal massage, vaginal massage, and clitoral stimulation. Well, I'm wow. on top. Katie, I've never imagined you and Ethan having sex more graphically until this exact moment, just because of how visual and that was. I've never imagined it at all. <laughs> this is really weird for me because I've known Answering Ethan since I was question. 18 and now I'm imagining you guys having sex, which is really fucking weird for me. <laughs> the only thing that I would add to this that being on top is like the Pegasus wing, but I'd probably wear them then. Yeah, he would. You would. Okay, we, we need to do a clit talk photo shoot with all <laughs> of us wearing Pegasus wings. Pegasus. Pegasus. 
That would be oh the appropriate God. position. Uh, for just that. because I'm assuming Obviously. that I get an invite to that. Um, I, I, just so you know, um, my wing request, or I can bring, it can, you know, BYOW or whatever, but, um, but I don't want ones that are out all the time. I want them to be like sort of cape like attached under my arms so that I can decide when to. <laughs> You know, oh, I like that. <laughs> like, it's like you're maneuvering them yourself. I like, I I like, like this. Yeah, yeah. Like you flap like, them around. <sighs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's just like reminding me of like Maleficent for some reason. It, that's exactly totally, who I thought Totally. Totally. What's the... um uh What's it called? Like when, you, when, in, when you're having sex and you dress up like Cosplay. characters? Role play? Cosplay. Cosplay? Cosplay. Yeah, I couldn't. I knew. I was like, one of them is like where you just pretend to be play, be in a video game, and it's just an actual contest. And one of them is where you're having sex, and I could never keep role it playing. Oh, isn't um, it a furry? Oh, furries. Well, well, furry is when you're like an actual furry co- costume, and role play. Yeah, yeah. role play is where you have, I thought cosplay was where people who liked video games just went out into the yeah, wilderness and did like four days. There's like a of lot of different things you can do with that cosplay. <laughs> furries is I yeah. Think. Anyway, yeah. role play, cosplay, whatever. Yeah, I would like role to play. take. I would like to be Maleficent and have a and have a round with someone else as her. Yeah, that's a good. You would play I a feel like really a good, good Maleficent. Maleficent. Oh yeah, yeah. Fun. Oh my god, that's great. But if Angelina Jolie wants to be, play her, that's fine. I'll still show right. Her. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can still. We can still. Yeah, yeah. Angelina, you know, I'm there. I'm there. If she, if Angelina, <laughs> wants, Angelina wants. My it. husband said it's okay. Angie's on my I'm list there. of like top five celebrities I'm allowed to bang. So you know. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. she's on mine. Uh, I mean, isn't Holistic she on like, everyone? She on yeah. yours, Katie. And my hubby and I have Idris Elba in common. You have what? <laughs> Idris Elba. My husband and I have oh. Idris Elba in common. We both like. Oh. It was like, you know, if you meet Idris Elba at a bar and it's on, like, you have my blessing. We'll still be married in the morning. Just go. Oh, no. Nice. Both of us have that with him. I told my husband the opportunities that. there, take me with you. <laughs> Idris Elba. Oh, my God. I love it. I love how he's like Idris Elba. I told my uh, husband, um, I know we're in a, you know, more open relationship style, but we still have to ask. We don't just go like, guess who I fucked. <laughs> that never happened. That's not a thing, okay? That's not mm. a thing. If my husband came home to that, I'd been like, I'm a cut you. I'm a okay? cut a bitch. You're not, there's mm-hmm. no like, please don't tell me you fucked the neighbor when I came home. That does not exist in our relationship. Everything's a conversation. So what I was going to say is I still have to have my celebrity fuck passes and so does he. So mine is, though, as a non-monogamous person, mine is Rufus to soul. Like so the like whole band. The whole band. <laughs> yeah, the whole band. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so glad you said the whole band because now I can say, I don't know who they are because I was about to say, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's a they. Yeah, there's three of them. It's a they. Australian dolls. They make really good music. All right. So cool. we have a couple of really special questions sent in from fans specifically for you, Rochelle. Um, maybe we can do a little rapid fire so our fans can get to know you at a deeper level. So one of the first ones that I really yes. love that was sent in. So the last episode that Rochelle did with us was called Radiant Relationships, which was fantastic. Please go listen to it. You hear more deeply about Rochelle's background and her relationship, her incredible relationship with her husband. And <clears throat> so I think this question was sourced from there. So in your Radiant Relationship episode, you talked about how your home traditional roles are sort of reversed in a sense. You brought home a larger sum, sum of money and your husband did a lot of the home care while you were on set. And he's also a professional chef, which we know. So you said he does a lot of the cooking. So how has that changed since COVID? And has it been difficult to navigate? Like, how is that working since both of you are now home? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and it's changed a lot. 
uh, because, you know, my industry is shut down. I'm not working. Um, I was going to do a project that fell through. So I sort of went through the heartbreak of, you know, I lost my job in the middle of it. Um, And he's still working. And I'm home primarily doing childcare because, of course, schools are closed, daycares are closed. um, And, uh, and we, you know, weren't having our nanny, like everything just shut down. And so uh, I ended up being a stay at home mom. And it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that because even when I'm not working and I'm home with our children, I still have childcare so that I can, you know, see my friends so that I can look after the house, do the domestic stuff, you know, like it's a, it's a balance. It's like, it feels like more of a mix. This has just been full on me raising two kids and, um, and he goes to work. He is home and we're doing some working from home, um, more than, uh, some people who are, you know, gone five days a week, but yeah, it's been a massive shift. And for the first couple of weeks of our relationship, it was really, really hard. Um, really hard because he was going to work and feeling like he wanted more time off um, to people need needed time. I think still do to like, just adjust to this. I feel like everyone had this thing where they just rushed the transition from, I now work from home or I now work in a pandemic or I go to work in an empty building and it's only me and four people. And it used to be 150 people. And, um, so we both were just having these massive adjustments. And after a couple of weeks of just bickering and it not going well, I just said to him, you know, I, I resent you that you get to go have space. I know you're working, but I, our children are on me like mm. an appendage every day. And just the idea of you at work, I said, you get to go to the bathroom whenever <laughs> yeah. you want and you get to go alone. <laughs> like the value of that. So we, um, and then he was like, you actually get some time to yourself because I come home from work and I know you've been with the kids all day. So I help. Or if I am home for half a day, he does help because he's incredible and he'll drop in and do childcare so I can get time for myself. That left him, which I hadn't realized, with a schedule that was either work, childcare, or plopped on the couch at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, with sheer exhaustion. So he wasn't getting to do any of the things he wanted. Um, so we just had to have this really big open conversation about it. And from then on, um, things have been really good. But that's not to say that was the only conversation we had. It was an on yeah. it's it's an ongoing dialogue. It's just constantly checking in with ourselves. And when we start to get bickery. It's just about communicating. Hey, I noticed that you're tense with me. What's up? Hey, you don't seem like yourself. What's up? Hey, is it all too much? What do you need? Um, Yeah, so we're just navigating it. But all the tools that we have built up until this point have come in. um, Everything has come into use. Like we've used everything in the toolbox to get through this. And I'm grateful that we have a toolbox. And, um, and, and I've seen some of the relationships that don't and what's happening to them. And yeah, it's, for it's sure. Hard to watch. Well, oh, that, yeah. that leads us oh, like gosh. really perfectly yeah. into like, mm-hmm. a, I think a real quick, another one of the questions that our fans had for you was what's the first thing you want to do when this virus situation is over? <laughs> Yeah, be right. alone. That's a, I thought that might be your answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me and a couple of pillows and what's that thing you held up? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Who makes gosh. that thing? That's so funny. <laughs> the Empress. Yeah, the, the Empress. Empress. <laughs> we'll send you one. Uh, oh, you're like, I want to be Empress. alone with my new sister. But you know what? Before that, before yeah. before the me and the Empress or whatever, I, I honestly Aww. like I just want to pee alone without fear <laughs> of the door opening. 
you know, or without having to rush because the baby's going to like climb yeah. the stairs because I forgot to close the gate or whatever. Mm. Honestly, I don't have a big like, oh, I've been craving this food or I want to go to Paris or it's like the, it's just the basics, yeah. just the fundamentals yeah, of privacy. Totally. Well, uh, and speaking yeah. of getting back to work, yeah. one of the other mm-hmm. um, fan questions that we did have for you was... Hey, Rochelle, I was wondering if you ever want to, or are you even open to playing a role in some kind of like a super movie series like Twilight ever again? Is that something that's even crosses your mind or how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge science fiction fan and a huge uh, comic book fan. And before the pandemic, I was hanging around outside the studio, the Pinewood Studios, where they make all the Marvel films Aww. with the sign that said "Hire Me," and nobody <laughs> did, so I haven't been able to <laughs> like trolling all the redheaded characters. You know, like oh god, right? They, they haven't cast this one yet. Oh wait, they cast someone who's not a redhead. She wore a wig. Fuck, <laughs> not fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not fair. Um, and then I dyed my hair blonde in the hopes that there were maybe some blonde characters left. Uh, yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. I think I've, I don't know if I said this on this show, but I've definitely said it before that like one of my dream jobs, dream job is where people say like, we're going to kick your ass for nine months. We're going to send you like sad tasting meals in a bag and you're going to train for eight hours a day and you're going to get hurt and you're just going to, but at the end of it, you're going to be able to, you know, hold three knives, take on multiple assailants and, you know, also, this is the costume and it's going to look like it's painted on, but don't worry because you've been doing this for and, nine months. Yeah. Like, I really want to and do that. And don't worry yeah. because it also involves uh, Pegasus. You know. yeah. sounds so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the, Great. Uh, Great. Oh my gosh. By the way, I wish I wrote graphic novels. If anybody's listening and you write a graphic novel, write a graphic <laughs> right? novel called Pegasus. Like that should be that a really character. Should. Totally. A superhero yes, character. There really, really should be. be. Well, maybe yeah. you could write the next like Marvel like film. Ooh. And it's called Pegasus. And maybe yeah. you're writing. If we see, this. if we see, I mean, but let's be real. Like I actually, gonna, have you know, to they're going to give that to Angelina Jolie. No, <laughs> I was about to I say, know. I love Angie. And I mean, Maleficent was so good. You could be a definite oh, yeah. runner up for Maleficent though. Like you <laughs> oh, would right. crush that role. Crush I do love to play the villain. She's also, love to play and I love, I love those fucking movies where like the villain's like actually like the one you want, like the one you're rooting for. Cause like that's life anyways. Right. <laughs> Totally. That's why Wicked is so brilliant. All right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, that's the origin story. All right, we got one so more good. question. Anyway, I, think on. it, I think this is a really fantastic question to kind of close out the episode. It's a really nice bookend. Um, and I think you are such a fantastic person to answer this, Rochelle. It's what makes you feel most empowered and confident? You know, it's funny that like you said, bookends, because when we started this conversation, uh, Lindsay, you talked about limitations and loving people. And, uh, and recognizing, loving them for what they are and loving them for what they aren't and recognizing their limitations. And one of the things that I'm sort of, where one of the places I'm at in my journey right now that I am both so happy that I got to and also like want to tear my hair out that it didn't happen 20 years earlier because life would have been, I think, more enjoyable, um, is doing that with myself. So the thing that makes me feel truly empowered uh, I think up until even, before, you know, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, I think like like everybody and my Brene Brown K-hole while this thing started. Also, Anne Lamott, shout out to Anne Lamott, read everything she ever wrote, she's genius. Um, but anyway, um, like a lot of people who are exploring themselves uh, in this moment of isolation, uh, one of the things that I've been doing is looking at the way in which I have been trying to learn to love myself. And one of the things I feel like I've been doing is trying to love myself by hitting myself on the head with a hammer of like all the things that I'm good at. Like, why can't you appreciate this about yourself? Why can't you love this about yourself? 
And what I've been doing instead now, which is working much better, or maybe in conjunction with, is um, just letting go of the things that I'm not and not holding myself accountable for things that I'll never be as if I was a failure. Like as the idea, I realized I had this idea, this myth that I'm supposed to be everything. And if there's a skill, a personal relationship skill that I haven't mastered yet or something in the workforce or like some part of me where I'm just not, or I'm, I'm disorganized or whatever, like some part of me where I feel like I just need more time to get better at that. I just need to train myself to do that. I just need to, and instead I just went, what if I'm just not everything and can't be everything to everybody? What if there's just limitations? What if I'm just like a country that has actual borders and boundaries and it ends there? And that has been incredible for growth because now I actually love the things that I am, but it it took letting go of the things that I'm not. So that was the most, that was the most empowering thing in a long time was to just stop striving. That's so beautiful because <laughs> yeah. you're right. The, the question, the first question we asked in this episode was how do you define intimacy? And I think what you're pointing to is so beautiful is that the first place mm. to start is having intimacy with yourself. And that's like a huge thing that we talk about on this show. Oh, well said. Um, and well so, said. yeah, thank you for bringing that in to the conversation because I do think that's where in, that's where true intimacy starts is with, inside of you. Um, and, um, you know, at, you know, this is season five of clit talk and we are redefining the word clit, right? We have actually created an acronym for it and it stands for creators, leaders, innovators, and teachers. And that's, you are, you know, you are all four of those things. And that's why we had to have you on for this episode. And you are just such a, a thought leader in the forefront of all of the conversations that are really important to us. And you're, you're, we're welcome back. You definitely get a third invite. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, all the things that you just said, I, more, more so for, for the, the three of you even like the the frame that you're holding here for me to just pop in and you know say a few potentially thoughtful things or you know whatever um but but you need someone to go first and to hold space and to hold the you know to hold the space and um and it's just a beautiful container that you guys have created for people to come and well and thank you well and, thank you yeah so thank you <laughs> And it's, it's been hard terrifying, to go first, but, you know, so, but here we are, well 120 episodes later. Um, but yeah, <laughs> still going. But yeah, but still thank going. you. I mean, obviously, we always look forward to seeing you on TV and in the movies and, um, you know, everything that you're going to create in the future. We're so excited to see where can our fans connect to you and follow you and, and learn about all the exciting projects that you'll be up to outside of this virus situation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great. I'm um so my Instagram and my Twitter are just at Rochelle Lefebvre, just my name. And then um I, I won't spell it. Yes, just we'll link it somewhere <laughs> um, on the podcast. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, yeah, exactly. Um is it everything's just at Rochelle Lefebvre. I'm not on Facebook uh or any other social media. It's just Twitter and Instagram because that's all I can handle. Um and then if you're in Canada, I have a, a mini series coming out in the fall called The Sounds and then that's going to air internationally as well and then eventually will be available uh I think on a streaming platform here in the US, but I'm not sure where yet. So I but I will definitely put it on my social when the mini series airs. So exciting. So yeah. exciting. Well, thank you so much for just taking time it's been a miracle. You know, you, you've been, you've done this whole like hour with us. I haven't seen anybody bust into the room. I think that's because they're asleep, all your little children. Thank you for <laughs> taking the time <laughs> to make, to be with us. And, um, and, you know, as always, you know, just 
words of wisdom. Everyone go back and listen to the first episode we did with her. Rochelle is just really one of our favorite guests ever. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. Yeah. And with that, Clodrati, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.